Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Wednesday, January 2nd, 2019. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the Netflix choose-your-own-adventure movie, Black Mirror, Bandersnatch. This is Slash Film Editor-in-Chief Peter Soretta, and joining me on today's podcast is Slash Film Senior Writer Ben Pearson. Hey, what's going on? And writers, Y Tran Bui. Hey, everyone. And Chris Evangelista. Hello. Okay, guys, uh, Happy New Year, by the way. Uh, Happy New Year. Yeah, uh, this week uh, we are not going to be doing a water cooler episode because of the holiday and because we're starting this week on a Wednesday for for all uh, purposes. Uh, we will be doing a an extra, you know, big sized water cooler episode next week. And also, we're probably not going to be doing news episodes for a little while unless something like serious breaks because we are all doing our top 10 movies of the year. And we're going to be doing a couple of those episodes as well uh, as uh, best movie moments of the year and then over the next few days. Uh, so you have that to look forward to. Uh, and if you want a preview of that, I know a couple of our lists have already hit the site. Uh, that includes Chris and Ben. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, if you want to head over to the site, you can read their list and, you know, get spoiled or you can wait till uh, tomorrow and, and start uh, hearing the list on the podcast. Um, okay. Uh, we, uh, we're we going to have a spoiler discussion of Black Mirror Bandersnatch. But before we get into spoilers, I thought there probably is a lot of people listening here that have not seen this and probably could get something out of, um, you know, our spoiler-free discussion of of this netflix original movie um so let's um let's start out with um how did everybody watch and experience bandersnatch and i'll start this out because i tried to watch this on my tv and i i pulled up netflix uh on my apple tv and i was told by netflix on the apple tv that you cannot watch this choose your own adventure movie using this technology it turns out you can't use it using a chromecast or the uh, amazon fire there's like a lot of devices you can't use it i was like oh i got them i pulled up bandersnatch on my iphone 
And I was like, I'm just going to watch it on my iPhone and stream, you know, airplay my screen to the, my TV through the Apple TV. And that didn't work either. So uh, it was very frustrating. I had to uh, – we have a PlayStation 4, and that's one of the devices that can watch this film on. And we had to, like, update that because it hasn't been updated in a long time and download the Netflix app. And uh, we uh, – I watched it with Kitra on uh, the PlayStation 4. And it took, like, you know, an hour to get to that point. So it was a very frustrating experience even to get to watching this. I'm wondering if anybody here also have a frustrating time finding a way to watch this? Or is it just me? Uh, I watched it on a PS4 just right out of the gate. So uh, it was perfectly fine for me. But before I, you know, I don't want to derail this too much. But, Peter, because you tried to airdrop it to your... Airplay. TV or whatever, airplay it to your TV. That doesn't mean that you can't just watch it on your phone, right? Because they explicitly oh. make a mention in the movie itself about watching <laughs> something on a mobile device, right? Yeah, you can watch it on your phone, but for some reason, like when you try to airplay, which is usually when you take video on your phone and you basically stream it to your, uh, you know, your Apple TV device to your TV. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, it just does the sound. And hmm. usually with Netflix, it has no problem air streaming to the Apple TV. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what about the technology does not allow this. And and why are they like I'm assuming I know that like, you know, PlayStation and new TVs and computers and phones and tablets all work with this thing. But I, I'm I'm guessing like maybe half of the people watching this probably have like some kind of set-top streaming device like either Roku, Amazon uh, Fire, Chromecast, or Apple TV. And I'm, it's shocking to me that they didn't have technology ready for those devices. Hmm. I don't know. But um, oh, so you watched it on your PlayStation. Did you watch it by yourself or with Amy? I watched it with Amy, my wife, yes. The, qu- the question is now, before we get to HD, like, who makes the decisions? uh for us we jointly made them i i sort of like would look at her whenever uh we were um you know presented with an option and we would just sort of like talk it out real quick in like the 10 seconds you have to make a decision and and just sort of go for it there um yeah i did how how did you do it i did i did kind of the same thing actually i i kind of looked over at kitra and i would have her pick for the beginning and as uh, I guess as a spoiler, as she lost interest, <laughs> uh, I was the one doing more of the choosing. Um, HT, how did you watch Bandersnatch? Well, first, I didn't have the problem having to could, um, <laughs> to walk, watch with another person because I am very single. But I watched it on my computer, and um, I didn't, was not aware of the problems with um, other devices like the TV until I started reading about it like, later that night, I think. Yeah. And, and Chris, how did you experience that? Uh, I watched it on my MacBook, so I didn't have any issue um, selecting stuff. I just used the mouse to, to point and click. So you didn't watch this with your wife, I assume? No, I didn't because I didn't. My, my wife is very indecisive, and I just know. <laughs> like, like when we go out to eat, she has a really hard time like picking stuff on the menu because she's just like, uh... Can you come back? So I know if I watch this with her, we'd, we'd probably still be watching it to this day. So uh, I, just, I just went ahead and watched it myself. Um, Chris, I think I talked to you last week about what your thoughts were with the idea of a cho- of choose-your-own-adventure entertainment, being a movie or TV show. Uh, you know, without spoiling 
uh, you know, the movie, the movie in any way, or given too much for your reaction, but like, did this change this at all? Because it's, you were very uninterested in this prospect. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I first started this, I was like, oh, this is neat. And then after like 10 or 15 minutes, I started to get just not bored, but just like, I, I don't know. It started to get frustrating. Like, I don't know. This doesn't feel like a movie to me. This feels like a game. And when I'm watching something, I don't, you know, if I wanted to play a game, I would play a game. Like when I'm watching a movie, I just want to watch a movie. So that's, you know, but that's me. I know some people are fine with this. HT, were you intrigued coming in and like, how did this leave you? Did it like, is, are you more or less excited of the prospect of Netflix doing a lot more of these choose your own adventure stuff? I actually really enjoyed it all the way through. Uh, my mistake was going back and watching it all over again without making choices, and that kind of soured me to the experience. <laughs> but I would do, um, I would be happy with doing more like choose your own adventure movies or experiences like this because I really enjoyed it and I thought it was done really seamlessly too in a way that like impressed me because I kind of expected it to be kind of um, stilted and maybe just like. I don't know, like acted like a student play or something like, oh, what choice do you want to make here? But it was um, done really well. And I enjoyed the process a lot. Yeah. Uh, ben, I, I'm not sure if we talked to you on the podcast about this. Were you excited about the prospect of Choose Your Own Adventure Entertainment? I think I'm sort of in the camp of Chris here where it's just like I, you know, for a movie, I just want to watch a movie. But I, I guess this is something more than that. It's like... Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure how you would categorize it, but it's like a whole different type of entertainment. So I was open to seeing what this would be like. And I mean, I was I like HC. I thought that it was um, the functionality and all that stuff worked really, really well for it. And I think especially for a show like Black Mirror with its you know really bleak tone and loads of Easter eggs and all that kind of stuff, it seemed like the perfect property for Netflix to really kick off the adult version of this style of storytelling they've been doing this kind of thing in uh, kids programming for a little bit i think but um yeah i mean i i was impressed with the functionality of it um but yeah narratively i found it a little bit frustrating i think you know let, let's get into the execution and you know without spoilers let's give our reactions to bandersnatch i'll start things off and say that um i like black mirror but i do feel like more than half of the episodes of black mirror come to the point of um realizing what the episode is about and how clever that concept is and it's like oh my god that's so clever and interesting and then from there it all goes downhill for me on most episodes now there's exceptions there's san uh junipero um and uh nosedive you know there's um gameplay there's a bunch of episodes that aren't like that that have more than just that kind of interesting clever concept twist to it um but i feel like more than half of them are that and for me black mirror bandersnatch is that same it follows that same kind of formula that um you know the first 20 minutes of this were kind of trying on me and challenging and i was kind of like this is bullshit and then the next 30 minutes, I was like, this is brilliant. This is incredible. This is like, you know, what it's trying to do here is amazing. And then it didn't really go anywhere with it that I thought was super interesting narratively. But I thought the concept was cool. 
I guess. Uh, and, you know, functionally, like, it worked a lot better than I thought it was going to work. Uh, ben, you you alluded to that you did not uh, – you were not impressed with this narratively. Yeah, I mean, I was for a while until you reach an ending. And then it's sort of the uh, – I don't know. The, the whole process begins to take center stage instead of the story. And I guess that's that's probably where – I don't want to speak for Chris, but I feel like that's sort of where I was coming from uh, in terms of uh, alluding to what we were talking about earlier. Like when the story is done, you know, when you watch a movie, you're signing up to experience a story. And this is just it does it in a different way. And um, I don't know, at a certain point, it starts to highlight the superficiality of like the entire experience. Like I felt like I was no longer watching the uh, the characters in this thing take part in the story. But like I was watching the actors play out a series of different actions, um, which sort of took me out of the experience, you know, at at a certain point, I don't know how long into the process it was, but after an ending or two, it, it just started to not feel like a story anymore. And it felt like, uh, a construct or something. I, I somewhat agree with you here. Um, let's go to Chris, Chris, what, what did you think? Uh, spoiler free reaction for Bendersnatch. Uh, you know, it was neat. I don't, I think, um, you know, I, I liked how funny it would, it, it would be like the very first choice is, you know, deciding which cereal to eat. And I was like, oh, that's funny. But after a while, I don't know. It just, it, like I said, it just started to, you know, frustrate me. And, you know, I, I like that there are different options, but, I just, I, I feel like, you know, if you're going to do this, you should do something that's like mind blowing. And I feel like the story they told was very simplistic. Like it was just super meta where, you know, oh, they're in a video game, you know, and I, I feel yeah. like if you're going to use this tech, do something that's going to like blow me away. Don't just do something that like, like, I feel like I could have written this. And like, if that's, if that's the case, you're, you're not doing your job that well. Um. You know, I, I, I think, uh, HG, uh let's get your reaction, then we'll go into spoilers, because I feel like we're, we're having a tough time uh, discussing this without giving details. We have to be yeah. spoiler-free. I mean, I feel like everyone who's need to wa- who wanted to watch this has watched this by now. Like, Well, we'll just get HG's quick spoiler-free okay. reaction, and we'll get into spoilers. I feel like, for me, the plot was secondary, because it was more about the experience and how this is just... A video game and not actually a movie and I think by approaching it like that I enjoyed it overall more but yeah as the as it went on it kind of became clear how thin the plot is and how derivative a lot of the endings were like for example one of the endings was right out of perfect blue or another was out of you know, some like conspiracy theory or something yeah. and I thought it was I'm, I wasn't offended by the fact that these were really thin plots. I think it was just because I had very low expectations to begin with, this being a choose-your-own-adventure kind of thing. And um, those kind of stories, like those like kind of video games in general, don't have the potential for like a lot of really complex plot. So I, I thought it was fine. And yeah, I, I agree it was thin, but um, I thought it worked for the kind of experience that they're trying to pull off. I feel like I like this a lot more than it's coming off <laughs> my, my, my feelings on this thing. Um, actually, before we get to spoilers really quick, because I, there probably are people listening to this who have not seen this and probably want to check it out. And HD, I know you watched this a variety of different ways. Yeah, I got how, all the endings. How would you recommend 
someone who has not experienced this yet go in and like make the decisions? Um, I don't know if I would recommend a set path. I would just say play it how you want to play it, which is a really lame way of saying just like enjoy the experience because if you try to follow a set rule of guidelines, I feel like it will take you out of the experience. Um, and uh, I like and watching it all the way through, for example, without making any choices does take you through all the endings, but that too kind of zaps the fun out of it. So I would say just play it how you play it. Play it on chaotic mode. Play it like a white hat mode or something. So it's just something that I think is um, uniquely suited to being catered towards people's different preferences. And that's why it works for some and doesn't work for others. By the way, do, do we know if the, like the runtime of this is like extremely varied? Like my experience was like 90 minutes or a hundred minutes. Like when you went in not making any decisions and seeing all the endings and stuff like that, is, is that a much longer experience? I assume. Yeah, it was really late. So I don't know exactly how, long it took but it was longer than an hour and a half it was maybe like a little more over two hours okay so uh i i think we all agree that it's worth checking out in a in trying out this thing Am, am i wrong there yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you have not watched this yet, go watch it. We're gonna uh, t- talk about spoilers now. So you have been warned. We're talking Bandersnatch spoilers uh, right now, and um, I, I want to talk a little bit about our experiences and the choices we made, and, and actually talk about this uh, kind of in, in a little in depth way. Because as Chris alluded to, there's you know some decisions early on, like you know what cereal you choose and what song. You want to play? And I was kind of like, this is bullshit. Like, you're making decisions that like have almost no impact on the course of this this thing. Like, you know, the serial, it cuts to a clip of, you know, which serial. And then, you know, the song, you get to hear the song over probably the same thing, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you come to a point where you make some decisions and the 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 movie kind of sends you forces you to go to the doctor's office like whatever decision you make you eventually have to go to the doctor's office even if you like refuse to go to the doctor's office and talk and talk about your mom right mm-hmm. so like then i was like this is complete bullshit because like none of the decisions i'm making in this game are having any impact on where this is going and this isn't really even like there's nothing to this and then there's the moment where within the movie that is referenced and it becomes very meta. And that to me is what I loved about uh, this movie. Um, Are you about the Netflix subplot or spoiler zone? So yeah, Yeah, we're in spoiler zone, but even like, you know, the main character, like saying like, he feels like he has no choice of what he's saying. And it's like, Oh, like the main character is feeling exactly what I'm feeling at this moment. And, that rarely happens. I mean, I guess it happens in movies, but like it rarely happens where it echoes my frustrations at the same time. And I, I thought that was really kind of uh, cool. Uh, what, what was uh, actually your first run through? Like, what, what was your experience? 
My first run through, I actually, I went through the sub, the Netflix subplot because I was playing a little chaotically. I'm like, I'm going to go a little wild here and just going to not go with um, whatever choices I would assume they'd want to make. Um, so I went with the Netflix subplot the first time. And I really enjoyed that one, too, because it was just so delightfully meta and weird. And like, you know, it ends in that fight scene at the end or <laughs> you running out the window and getting like being on a movie set. So I really enjoyed that because it's um, it has several twists, but at the same time kind of winks at the camera and saying like, yeah, you are watching a Netflix thing and you're part of it, but you don't really have that much choice, the illusion of choice. So I thought that was a really fun one. Um, and uh, that that was that kind of helped like compel me to keep going because uh, I, I thought that was a, a good like sort of, I guess, joke ending in a way, but you could there's no real joke endings because they're all true endings technically. So yeah. I never even got to that that storyline. I never even was presented with the option of. Oh really? I, I had to read about this afterwards, and I was like, wait, they go even more meta because that moment that you're talking about, Peter, where the character starts to verbalize the same things that you were thinking. My my wife and I were talking about that, and she like said out loud almost line for line what the character said right then at that same moment so it seems like you and her were especially on the same page right there but then i th i think the moment that you're talking about hc that netflix branch begins when he uh when stefan says something like give me a sign and mm -hmm. uh, you know and and on the computer the only options that i had to to put on his computer screen were that that symbol glyph thing that he makes or uh pacs um, which was, you know, it stands for something that the program and control uh, study or whatever it is. Yeah. And so I never had the option to tell him that he was in a Netflix movie or whatever that was. I had to read about that later. And I was like, wait, that's weird. Why didn't I get that as a as a chance to I, I don't know. I just never had that opportunity to to play that way. And it's hilarious. He goes to his doctor and he's telling his doctor about how people from the future are controlling him. And. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it was really great. Yeah, it was really funny. And there is a whole part where you they give you the option to explain further what Netflix is. And it's like, it's a streaming service. And he's like, what the hell is that? It's really funny. I like that. It made me laugh. Uh, Chris, what was your experience like going through the, the options? Uh, I will say I was about ready to give up when I got to the Netflix thing. And that's actually what made me keep going because I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. But uh, I had the same experience in the sense that, uh, you know, the, even though the options took me down different paths, it it still kept, you know, directing me to where it wanted to go. Like when I when I watched it, I found that if I made a decision and it didn't further the story, it would just like, you know, some of what happened that would take me back to something that already happened. And I would just pick the other choice. And yeah. then. Mm -hmm. So it, it really is, it's like rigged in a way that, you know, yeah, there are all like different scenes, but, you know, they want you to stick with a certain path. And if you go off that path, they're going to make you go back and like redo it. And even when it ended, like when I started getting to the credits, it gave me an option to go back and make like a completely different decision, like from like 30 minutes ago. And I was like, oh, what the hell? Like, I was like, I just want this to be over, but I don't want to, like, go back and redo all this crap. And even, like, during the credits, they kept showing more scenes. And I don't know. Yeah, we'll, it's we'll, just... we'll talk about that so, in a second. Um, I have something to say about that, because that's actually – I found that going through the whole thing, that you get the option to go back 
not and not if you messed up, but it's just like with every ending that you go through. Like if you get to an ending, it's like, oh, do you want to go back so you can go to the other endings? And it keeps doing that until you run through all the endings. Yeah. Hmm. Um, now, I have two thoughts about that. Because on one hand, I feel like that's better than me having to go through the entire movie again to try to see the other endings. And I feel like a lot of users probably appreciate the fact that they can kind of see what the the hugely uh, different choices they made could lead to. But on the other hand, I kind of wish it was like what Chris said. Well, first of all, I wish... You know, this took drastically different paths. This this is kind of what I feared it was going to be when I talked about this last week. Like the choose your own adventure books where you make a decision that takes you off the path and then it eventually brings you back to the path. Um, it's kind of very much like that in a disappointing way. But also, like, I, I wish those choices felt more permanent. So, like, when you made them... You know, like, that was the version of the story you got. And then, like, that is the version of the ending you got. And it feels like when you're presented with that TV and the chance to go back and make a different decision, it almost feels less, uh, I don't know, like, it takes the stakes out of it. Not that, like, there are any stakes watching a show. I guess you're investing your time. But Yeah, like, that's one of the things that I wrote down was, like, I kind of got the idea that the first ending that I encountered was the quote-unquote real ending because that was the first one that I arrived at, like, uh, linearly. And then all of the others kind of felt like alternate endings, even though the experience is designed that way. So, I, I yeah, I know, where you're I know where you're coming from there. The, the other thing is um, when presented at the video game place – um, he's presented with the choice to work with this game company with uh, the star, you know, designer on his thing with a, you know, in a group, and he uh, like or or not. I chose or not, and I was like, I I fully thought that that was the path that was going to like take me to an ending. Like, oh, you can't decide not to work on this, but like when he says no, he ends up working on it at home by himself, and that is actually the path that they want you to go on. Mm-hmm. And not the plot mm-hmm. path of him saying yes, because the path of him saying yes takes you to them producing a subpar product, I believe, right? I've Yeah, that's like one of the first endings. Yeah, um, which I thought is strange. Like, how many of you actually said yes? I did. Yeah, I, I did. did. Too. <laughs> it ended I said very no. quickly. <laughs> yeah, I said no, too, because I was, again, like playing chaotically. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be something that's stupid. But then it actually ended up going into the real plot of the movie. <laughs> I think I might have had a better experience that my first ending didn't come until much later in the thing. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if I had an ending that early, I would have been even more frustrated at that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are some interesting decisions that you guys took that y- you liked or disliked? Um, so I want to say my favorite ending was the one I actually came to like at the end, which I felt like. I had the opposite experience of Ben where like all the other endings I was working through kind of felt like the joke or alternate endings. And then I finally reached this last ending, which I don't, there's no specific order. So it just kind of happened to be that last ending, but it was my favorite ending still. And it was the one where he um, goes back in time to when he was a child and he, his mom like leaves to go on the train that ends in her death. So in this ending, he ends up going on the train with her and dying in the past and then you cut to the scene where he is at the therapy session and he just is 
just is non-responsive. I like that ending a lot because it was the most like emotionally profound one of them. And it kind of, and it worked perfectly for me and my experience too, because that was the final ending. So I just went to the credits with no other options to go back. So it felt very like finite to me. Yeah. There, um, there, there was like another ending where you got to choose if you wanted to jump off a building. Did that anybody... was my favorite. That was my favorite. Because <laughs> I was like, hmm, I wonder what's going to end. And I was like, oh, maybe he really is going to like fly or something. But no, he just falls to his death. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I kind of so... wish that was like the final ending. And then it just literally ended there. I was like, all right, that was that was cool. He's dead. So but did he... you did you make him jump, Chris? And then it, did it uh, spit you back to the point where you made Colin jump instead? Uh, no, it, it never took me back to make Colin jump. I just made the main guy jump with Stefan, whatever his name is, and then it cut to, like, I think, like, another one of those reviews where the guy's on TV, and he's like, this game sucks. And then it took us, it took me back to some other spot. It didn't take me back to the, the, the that apartment scene, so. Mm. Yeah, almost all of these end with that review show, that video game review show, where the guy either you know or, or reviews the the game that was produced and how good or how bad or you know comments on what happened to the designer. Um, yeah, I like those. They're very kitschy. Yeah, Peter, what ending did you get, or which one was your favorite of the ones you oh, experienced? Uh, huh. I don't know what my favorite ending was honestly maybe the one ht said but that's a little more uh, like a boring to have the same ending uh maybe uh i don't know i i did like the choice of like between killing calling colin and him and i did try to kill i think i killed colin first and then it gave me the option to kill myself and i killed myself and then that ended it um <laughs> there's the there's also the choice that like you can chop up your dad or yeah, yeah the or poor dad him. dies like or five times him. in this yeah. thing. Yeah, what, what did you guys choose? Chop him up or bury him? I went with chop him up because I mean that sounded cooler. <laughs> yeah, that's... I picked bury him because I didn't want to be that extreme. Uh, and then of course <laughs> Netflix like goes there by showing him like sawing through the dad if we pick because it, yeah. it ultimately forces you to pick chop him up. Um, but yeah, I never got to the ending where. Uh, with the the mom and the train, I never got to that one. The one that I, I think my it, favorite. It, by the, the way, when that... you chop him up, uh, he ends up getting a five star rating, but the game is taken off the shelves. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think that ended up being my favorite one because that game was taken off the shelves, and then as the oh, I guess we're going to talk about that later, like the the post credits. Uh, yeah, that that happens scene. on that one, right? Like specifically, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the only one where it happens. Chris, did you get to see this post credit scene? Which one is it? The one where Colin's daughter is designing? Yeah, that's the yeah, that's like the first real ending I got to where Colin's daughter, I guess she's designing a show for Netflix. So it's like super, super meta. And then she spills the tea (laughs) on her computer. Yeah, I did get to that. You know, that that uh, that credit scene, I think, is worth it alone to experience this. Like, I feel like those two moments of like you realizing how meta this thing is uh, with, you know, not having real choices, the branching narratives, the Netflix thing. And then that ending, I I, I really dug it's um, I guess the rest of it that I didn't really think was that great. Oh, I should also mention, I'm not sure if you guys noticed this or not. But choices you made early on that I actually didn't think 
had much of an impact. Like you choose what cereal to eat. Um, later on, when he actually puts like a VHS tape into the TV, on the TV it's playing a commercial for whatever cereal you had picked. So mm-hmm. there are things that like you choose earlier that actually come into play later, even if you don't notice that, which I thought was kind of interesting. But um, how many people are even going to notice that? I don't know. I did. You I did? thought it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else should we talk about? Uh, oh, there's that. There's a scene in here where he is greeted with a safe and he has to enter a password in. And I think there's like four different passwords for this. That have I did not. I did not get to this. I don't no, know there's this toy is. or packs. And actually, actually, there's more than that. There's toy. Oh, there's packs. There's JFD. Oh, I didn't get JFD. Uh, and there's <gasps> uh, pack PAC yeah, as well. Pack oh, opens yeah. the safe, and he realizes he's part of a government surveillance program for years. Uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, JFD has like some guy jumps out at him, like the guy that that designer guy. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I never um, got that one either. Pax yeah, has a jump scare with the actual Bandersnatch teaming jumping out. Mm. And what does Toy do? I don't remember. Toy where... takes you to the flashback. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, My favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I feel like I, I don't know. Like, uh, Chris, <laughs> I, I know you wrote an article because uh, the producers of this show or this movie i guess explained these alternate endings was there anything in there that were was interesting enough to mention here Uh, not really really that 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 was all about how um i feel like the only thing that they said that was really interesting is that there's there are so many hidden things that there are endings that people will literally never see and like they're like impossible to unlock now you know, they could just be saying that because obviously if we can't unlock them, we can't prove if that's true or not. <laughs> but I thought that was kind of interesting that they, there's literally things that are so hidden and so buried that there's almost like no way for anyone to get to them. So I do wonder if that's true. And if it is true, I do think that's kind of interesting. I'm wondering how many hours of actual content there is. I think last week we reported five hours. That sounds like too much to me because... I think the most I've talked to someone watching this for is like around two hours. Uh, I know HT, you said you didn't keep track, um, so I'm wondering like how many actual hours of footage there are here, and is it? Do do, do you think there's like HT? Do you think they filmed five hours of footage for this? It doesn't seem like it to me. Mm, I wouldn't be surprised if like if those uh, alternate like hidden endings were true. Um, but yeah, I feel like as it is now, it can't have, it can't be five hours. It's at most like three hours, I think. Yeah. Uh, did, did any of you catch any of the like black mirror Easter eggs in this episode? Because as you know, if you watch black, all the episodes of black mirror, they kind of reference other episodes and other events in within the series, even though they don't, ex- the stories don't exist in the same world necessarily. Um, did anybody see anything? Yeah, I caught three that were very, very obvious. I'm sure anybody who's listened this far probably already got them, but I'll mention them just really quickly anyway. Um, 
One is one of the games that uh, the uh, Tuckersoft company is working on is called Metalhead. And that's based on an episode of Black Mirror that David Slade, the director of this movie, also directed. I think it was in the previous season of the show. Uh, there's another game that is called Nosedive that, as Peter mentioned earlier, that's the episode with Bryce Dallas Howard. And then uh, the uh, mental health facility, the therapist facility that uh, Stefan goes to is called St. Junipero, which is like a, a throwback to San Junipero, the uh, the other episode that's set in the 80s. Yeah. Um, they show a newspaper and I, I paused that and there was um, and there's also like some television news crawls and they reference like a bunch of episodes, including the National Anthem episode, the 50 million million merits episode, uh, the Waldo moment. Uh, there's a reference to uh, the space. What is that called? The um, in USS, oh, oh, USS Callister. But they have like a. The, what is the name of the show in that? Is it USS Callister? I don't know. But it's referenced, uh, anyways. Uh, in Hang the DJ or some of the ones I saw. Um, Chris, did you notice notice anything? No, the only ones I noticed were the the, the ones that Ben mentioned. Those very obvious ones. I did not really pick up on many more. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I guess finally I, I want to talk about, uh, what would you like to see in future choose your own adventure releases? Because it seems like Netflix has plans to do more of these and, you know, it seems like other platforms are also exploring this idea. Um, I want to start this out. Well, first of all, I want to see them adapt all the big technology so please let me watch these things on my apple tv it's it's frustrating that i have to watch you know watch the thing and like you know what if i didn't have a game console then i would have to watch it on my phone or my computer i don't know it's just, uh not everybody has a game console i guess uh the, the other thing i wanted to say is I, I think i'm very curious well okay I, I think I've ranted on this podcast in the past. I'm not a big video gamer, and I feel narratively the more choice you give the player, the less dramatic the narrative can be. Because narratively, uh, you have a story that is constructed with setups and payoffs, and you know you you want the thing to get to certain points. And if they don't get to those points, then it's dramatically not as good, right? Like that—that that is a fact. Like, like if if you haven't, uh, so now there's video there's video games that you know have some somewhat of rails. They try to keep you within a, um, you know, kind of a path, kind of like this does, but probably not as stringent as this. And uh, you're still making decisions that can take you off that path and make it less dramatic and uh make it a less good narrative um so i'm kind of worried about the video game nation of of movies and tv that said i do feel like when the author the filmmaker or the screenwriter has more control over where things go that to me is more interesting and satisfying so I would propose I would like to see some choose your own adventure stuff that actually involves like a decision, like only one decision. I want to be in control of only one decision that happens, you know, at the midpoint of the film or like 
at the end of the film and I get, you know, a completely different movie because of that. The completely di- different second half of the movie because of that. But I don't want to be con- in control of all of these decisions. I feel like that way it gives the author, like, the author isn't just trying to come up with good ideas for every decision. The author actually has, like, oh, this story could actually end one of, go. you know, this story could... uh did, did any of you guys ever see that movie with Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Sliding Doors? Sliding Doors? Yeah, which is not a good movie, but I love the concept. And the concept is, like, one day, like, what if she missed her train? And it's, like, follows the two days par- like at the same time, and you get to see how different things would have ended up. And I feel like this concept would work great for that in that you actually make, like, a, a pivotal decision, like, you know, maybe not at the beginning of the film, but a pivotal decision in the film that, like, actually, you know, justifies the the second half. Uh, what do you guys think? Like, are you excited to see future future adventure releases? And like, what would you like to see from them? Actually, I'm, I want to hear, Chris. What do you think about that idea that Peter just said? Because it seemed like you were talking earlier about, you know, you, when you want to watch a movie, you want to watch a movie. But if something just presents you with one choice, uh, would you be more into that? No. I don't. I don't want. To, I don't want this to continue, and I hate that Netflix is going to keep it up, and it's always going to be an event, which means I'm always going to have to watch it. And I, I don't. I don't want this. I do not. I like. I feel like I'm like at a restaurant, and someone brought me like a terrible meal, and I'm just like, I don't. Please send this back. I don't want it. I. I. I don't like this. I don't understand why this is happening. Just, like just. Just design a video game. If this is what you want, just play a video game and and leave movies alone. Movies are my thing. And I've deliberately avoided becoming a gamer because I don't care about that stuff. And now it's effect, it's like infecting movies. Like I can't escape. Like just leave, let me have my thing, please. The, the, the one thing I love and now it's being ruined by this. <laughs> Well, Chris, technically, movies are already becoming TV and comic books, so it was inevitable. Yeah. It's just, it's so, I just, I don't, I don't care. I don't want any of this. Just, I mean, have my thing. I, yeah, I just. Another thing I would like to uh, propose for Chris, for Chris's sanity, is that in the future when they create these things, they create a version that is non-interactive for someone like Chris to experience that has the intended story experience of the filmmaker and screenwriter although i would say i would say that this is not possible with this movie i feel like you for this movie to work for the meta to work in this movie you need to be making decisions (laughs) but i feel like maybe in the future there is a way to like have the filmmaker actually choose the authoritatively good version to to choose the the passive experience chris would you be up for that uh, I mean, sort of, but yeah, like, I feel like if you do that, then there's even less point to make the choose your adventure one. And uh, I don't know, this whole thing is very, um, I don't know when I think about this, my head hurts. So I, I don't like, I, I, I feel like I'm like sinking in quicksand the more I try and like think about what this is and where it's going and what they're going to do with it. And yeah, so I don't know. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. I'm gonna... <laughs> ben, you had something to say. 
Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I think I want to, you know, I guess to embrace the exact opposite viewpoint of Chris here, I, I would not be surprised to see Netflix, you know, within the next five years or something, produce a version of this style of storytelling that instead of offering up five total hours of content, it's like a hundred hours of content. And, the, you know, because the reason that, Peter, like you're saying, some of these choices feel like they didn't really affect the narrative. I want to see a version where every choice takes you to a completely different uh, branch, you know, full branches that don't redirect back to that main story tree. And the reason that doesn't exist is because it's insanely expensive to, you know, <laughs> write and and produce and create all of that content. But I think if there's any service or company out there that has the money to do that, it would be Netflix because one of their biggest concerns is engagement and getting people to spend time on their platform. And if people have the option of watching, you know, that many hours of this same experience are, you know, uh, sure, not everybody is going to go through and do that. But uh, I would guess um, a, a decent percentage of people who, you know, that's the thing is like each each one of these story branches has to be narratively satisfying on their own. And I don't know if we're there yet in terms of like this technology and how that would even work. But I would love to see something like that where it, it doesn't feel like oh, this is a lesser version of the story where every choice you make actually results in a complete version of of a story. And that would be a huge challenge for any screenwriter to tackle, but uh, it would be pretty cool. And I, I would not be surprised if we see something like that in the next few years. So, so basically you would have to film what is the equivalent of like a season of TV yes. to get like a one hour or 90 minute experience. That would be like what you're saying, which isn't... Un, I mean, I guess it's probably not reasonable, but it's possible. Right. Yeah. And and I feel like that's a good uh, uh, description of Netflix as a whole, like unreasonable, but willing to explore things that are possible. HT, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you like to see from future Choose Your Own Adventure releases? Well, your mention of sliding doors kind of sparked that idea that I would like to see a rom-com version of this. I don't think it needs to be all so dire and sci-fi, though I do like the idea of like alternate dimensions and parallel dimensions. So they could definitely go into a whole genre with just that. But um, something sliding doors-esque like a, a rom-com or um, dating simulators are very popular these days. You see games really? like... Well, yeah, like games like Dream Daddy, for example, <laughs> uh, are go are very popular, and I think people would be really interested in to see that kind of movie be or that kind of rom com um, portrayed in that way. Wait, so you could have like a movie where she's like, or I'm assuming the main character is female. I guess it could mm -hmm. be a girl. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it could be a guy. Uh, but main character is a, a woman who is dating, and then like 40 minutes in. You make the decision of who yeah. you want to pursue. And because of that, you're seeing a completely different thing. Yeah, it would be such an interesting extension of what fan, fan culture and shipping culture is now today, where fans can make that decision for them. And they don't have to be angry at the creators for going with another choice or another couple. 
I think it's not too far off, HT. I was reading this Variety article, and the vice president of product for Netflix said that the company has plans to try interactives for other type of stories as well, including comedies, romance, and possibly even horror movies. So there's a... Horror would be interesting, actually. Chris, come on. Like, (laughs) uh, horror movie that's choose your own adventure, you know, do you leave the house to search the backyard alone or not? No, I don't know. <laughs> I, I did actually think of one I would like. It's um, you pick up the remote and you press the off button and the TV <laughs> turns off and you, you stop watching it. I, that's the choose your own adventure I would like. Uh, okay. Um, I feel like we were entirely too negative about this movie because I really enjoyed it and I think... I was on the defense. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like people are going to enjoy this even though I feel like... At the end of the day, it's kind of an empty experience. It's an enjoyable empty experience. Um, any last thoughts on this, Ben? I mean, I don't know if I would call it an enjoyable experience. I, I saw a few different endings, but I wasn't interested enough to go back and rewatch to to see all of the major endings. So you don't think I don't it know, was I, even enjoyable? And like, this is you know a fun time trying a new thing. Yeah, and mean, realizing it it's not for me. Yeah, it was a fascinating curiosity, and like it could be for me if, but it just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I feel like I'm right in the middle on this one. What if they went back to older episodes of Black Mirror and at, like filmed new endings and you gave the viewers a choice at which thing to choose? Now you're just. Throwing I don't out like that idea. Things. Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh yeah they they start adding uh, new endings to old movies that you can choose. Okay, yeah. it, it's, now you're just it's Chris's Peter. worst worst nightmare. <laughs> okay, uh, HG, do you have any final thoughts? Uh no, I mean my thoughts are just this is a video game, so treat it as such and enjoy it as such. Um, and maybe it will. The future is not gonna be as creative and interesting in the way that it uses this, this technology, but I'm looking forward to it for now. Yeah. Um, and we already know what Chris thinks. Uh, Chris did write an article last week, how to watch Vandersnatch, uh, and that has embedded in it a map that people online created like hours after this was released, showing you every possible path you could take and uh, where it takes you. So if you're looking to find something that you have not experienced in this movie uh head on over to that article and you can uh you know help that map you know find what you want to find i guess with this uh story and uh joshua also did a uh, bandersnatch spoiler review that was on the site i think on monday i will link it in the show notes along with ht's uh, Bender Snatch review where uh, you found it entertaining, but you recommend not watching it a second time. Yeah, don't basically. do that. Yeah. Um, okay, so that brings us to the end of today's Slash Film Daily. Ben, where can people find more of your work online? You can find me writing at slashfilm.com. Uh, my top 10 list of the movies of 2018 is up right now, so check that out. And you can find me on Twitter at Ben Pears. HJ, where can we find you? I'm also every day at SlashFilm.com, and I'm on Twitter at HTranBooey. And Chris? Also SlashFilm.com. Uh, my top ten list is also up, so please read that as well. And I'm on Twitter at C Evangelista 413 
Yes, and uh, in, in the coming days, we'll be doing roundups of our top tens. Uh, so look forward to that. You can find me at Slash Home on social media and on Twitter and you know everywhere. Uh, you can uh, find more about the stories we mentioned on today's podcast on SlashFilm.com and linked in the show notes. This podcast, Slash Home Daily, is published every weekday on iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please feel free to send us your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to Peter at SlashFilm.com. Did you experience a one of those crazy endings that Netflix claims exists, but we don't believe actually is out there? Uh, you know, send it to us at Peter at SlashFilm.com. Uh <sighs> I feel like now that I've said that, people are just going to make up endings and send, it, <laughs> send them to us. But okay. Uh, you can um, please go to our iTunes page, rate and review this podcast, tell your friends, spread the word. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>